Hey, Anton. Yeah, Margaret? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? August's trauma. Welcome to People Don't Talk About Young Royals. I'm Margaret. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Anton. My pronouns are he, they. And we're people here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about. If that sounds like you, stick around. If your friend sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign. Go watch Young Royals, then come back to this podcast. Margaret, what are we talking about today? Today we will be having a character discussion of August in Season 1, Episode 3, having decided, as we say on this podcast, to assassinate him. Woo-hoo. I fucked that up, but we got the general idea. It's fine. All the words. <laughs> just, Yeah. <laughs> In this discussion, we won't be summarizing the plot of the episode because we already did that. If you need or want a refresher, head back seven episodes in our feed for our most recent This Week in Alerska for a full breakdown. This episode discussion will likely be all over the place, so strap in. You have been warned. Okay, cloaky, artichokey. Um, Let's get into trauma. Trauma. Okay. Um, Sad like Jamie Lee Curtis because that's the meme right now. <laughs> There's a bunch of there's a bunch of memes going around. It's there's there it's memes I've picked up from watching reaction videos of what there's a bunch of videos from press press tours by American actress Jamie Lee Curtis, um, where she says she can't pronounce the word trauma. She says trauma. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we learn about August's. So I guess the the aspect of August's trauma that I want us to really acknowledge here is yeah. when his mom is saying, like, you have access to money, you're choosing not to mobilize it because that's all coming from um, what his father had left him when his father died. Yeah. And so for him, I feel like honor and no like nobility and that kind of stuff is really important. And so he mm-hmm. doesn't want to liquidate his father's assets. However, he mm-hmm. is remarkably broke. Yeah. And he's like really holding on to what his father left him, which is understandable. And I don't want to get too into a like does him being an asshole does his trauma cancel that out mm-hmm. i don't i don't really want to get into that discussion because <laughs> that feels like a much larger discussion than a podcast um yeah but he yeah. does carry this life experience right like i think it's hard sometimes on august episodes to not kind of start getting seriously philosophical about the nature of assholishness or who 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 can really be called evil, yeah, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like in my opinion, like I mean, pure evil villains have their place, but like August is interesting because he has trauma in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. August would be way flatter, and I think would do way less for the plot if we didn't know his backstory or if he had no backstory. Yeah, but I mean, to what to your point, like I have in my notes. I, what with with short short sentences one word per sentence he has a way out mm-hmm. 
He does. Like, and he's choosing not to take it. And that is a conscious choice that he's making. Mm-hmm. Um, I can understand why he does like why he's holding on to it because mm-hmm. yeah. it's important to him. His dad was important to him, but he does have a way out. Yeah. And I forgot a few lines when I was rewatching and then I, I, I mean, it, it all, it all, it all started, it all came back to me by the time I actually wa- like watched uh, through the, through the entire episode again. But mm-hmm. like, I was at a, there was a brief moment where I was rewatching where I considered something that I'd never really thought about. And I still hadn't really thought about it, even though if I was, I was kind of, I was definitely wrong. Um, Cause I was like, wait, does August know about the bankruptcy before parents day? Mm-hmm. I like always assumed he did because of that, in, that conversation with the headmaster had Mr. Booba. Um, but like, there is a world in which you just cover on instinct, mm-hmm. and you figure out the answer later. Right. Like, and I'm not retconning and saying, "Oh yeah, he didn't know," because I think he, to some extent, he did. But something that I had never really sat with before is the line that he opens his argument with his mom with, which is, "You said you were going to fix this." Yeah. And I can. Totally see, even if he, even though it's not true that he didn't know, I can see him holding on to that hope that really puts into like the picture for me, like his entire behavior towards his parents that I feel like we were, we're like really scratching our heads about previously. Mm -hmm. But I totally get now if until his mom was like, no, no, we're for real broke. Like, we're for real. Yeah, like, there isn't a fixable solution here. Yeah, like, we're out of options. Like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you imagine August at public school? <laughs> taking a moment to imagine. Uh, <laughs> um, really sit in that thought for a second. There's so little school left, too. Just, oh, my God. Um, Goes to Maryburg be so funny god damn but like we called him august the clueless we did and so it's like if he didn't see the writing on the wall with other things happening in his life you can see him being i think probably more accurately it's to say he like he was in denial of how Mm -hmm. bad it could be um but for this time around we decided to call him august the delusional. Yeah. And I think it's clear why, but to like, I guess spell it out. Like we're getting, we're in a situation where after August has been, has like, like we're like halfway through the episode, like he's been then now confronted with the facts. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of persists in the sense that like, his life can still be normal. Like, he knows it can't be. Yeah. But, like, we real we realize in this episode, all the way up till now, up, like, through now, he, like, he has been, like, just lying to himself and to other people. Because it's, like, even if he didn't know that it was actually that serious, that, like, there was no way of going getting around it, like... He is still 
choosing to delude himself and live in this idea that he can just keep going business as usual and nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the line to Simon of, well, let's see, I forgot it last week too. Um, uh, don't spend money you don't have. That one. Yes, yes, yes. Don't spend money you don't have. Um, I have. That to. might be a paraphrase, Shat- but no. I mean, according to the subtitles, I'm pretty sure that's what it what it what it is. Um, and shout out Brittany from Gay Watch. Um, I have to shout take out a shot. This <laughs> this moment where she was like. I've seen a lot of moments of a character saying something to someone that they should be saying in a mirror, but that might be the best example of it or something along. I think that's, that's yeah. what she says. Like, and I mean, it's so dripping with irony and we don't even know his family's bankrupt yet, but in retrospect, you're so, and but you like, you have hints and like reactors mm-hmm. have definitely guessed it before that yeah. comes up like um it's just not been spelled out in so many words right like we at least know up to this point that like his tuition hasn't been paid mm-hmm. and so you're like okay <laughs> um and i mean anton think back to about six months ago when we were in school still yeah. at least schools in america they're not shy when they're asking you for your their tuition money they're yeah. they're sending you letters and emails on the reg so you don't just forget to pay your tuition yeah yeah <laughs> my first notes for august in this episode were just my, like my immediately thoughts were cornered desperate a little pathetic yeah and it's like that is the one way that i see I didn't mention this in Simon's episode because it felt like it was taking away from the standing a little bit. But, like, it's the one way I see Rosh's point. Mm -hmm. In that, like, we called Simon Simon the Lost last week. But, like, Simon is, like, I I could all, we could also call this August the Lost, you know, in, in, like, very easily. Yeah, for sure. And, like, they both see a situation where they don't have any options other than to behave the way they're behaving. Mm -hmm. And the thing that, as a viewer, you can see, but, like, Rosh can't. And so, like, that's why I'm, like, I start at least getting how she could get there. Is, like, we, like, no one but August and and his mom, potentially a stepdad, know about the assets that he could liquidate or like could think that through Mm -hmm. and so the thing i keep talking about of like we don't it just like you're no better than him doesn't taking into account the the difference in circumstances that's what i mean (laughs) is like is like i think a lot of the reason yeah no go ahead I was like, I was, I'm just saying, like, I legitimately don't see a way that Simon gets out of this wet, like, well, and no. I can see many solutions for August. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the main difference. I think the reason why we can assassinate August while we stand Simon is because August has an option. He's just so consciously choosing not to take it. Um, and he's a massive D-bag. But uh, he has an option. He's not taking it. Mm-hmm. Could that be because he's you know trying to hold on to his dad's legacy? Maybe that's valid. But yeah, I, uh, it's still an option. Yeah, I think that I want to still hold space for, as you said in the cold open, his trauma. Which yeah, oh absolutely. Means, which means I do want to sit for a moment, like with the excellent acting by Malta in mm-hmm. his argument with his. And I'll get argument mm-hmm. with his mom. Because we got his backstory last time, but now it's fully fleshed out in this episode. By last time, I mean last episode. Um, and you're just like a like 16-year-old boy. His father... I mean, I, I already knew I was going to put a trigger warning in this episode. He commit suicide and whatever the circumstances that led him there there is so much that is going to be running through a 16 year old's head when that oh, happens absolutely. and there are ways in which it's like oh August was sent to Halerska after his father died, totally different circumstances. But the part of me that there's a part of me that like emotionally could that feel similarly to Villa being sent to Halerska? I could see that. Yeah. In both circumstances, something big happened. Something traumatic happened. Mm-hmm. In both circumstances, they were then sent away to boarding school mm-hmm. in a very literal sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, on, on mainline episodes, I try not to bring in other media, but my brain, I recently saw Saltburn, not to expose my re- re- watching recognition, but like, this is the Unroyals podcast. It's like, it's, like someone's pretty intense but saw his own royals um there is a line in there by a random character we only see like once where she's like the great thing about boarding school is the only you only see like the little brats three weeks out of the year damn um and so like that really kind of did put in perspective for me a little bit like when you're rich, you have that. When you're a rich parent, specifically, like you have that option to, yeah. like, give your children an environment that they can deal with their shit with adults who maybe, I mean, at the best, like, in in the best thinking, it was like, oh, you'll they'll be with adults that like are more emotionally equipped to handle this because I am because I, aka Louise, his mom, is like. I'm like too emotionally distraught to also deal with a grieving child. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, I can't deal 
so yeah mm-hmm. um so like what what do i really mean to my mother what do i what did my dad really mean to her if within two years she is remarried mm-hmm. what like what is this relationship with a person who in my like darkest time probably like the worst time of my life just sent me to a like brand new environment that mm-hmm. i mean august does seem to really fit at Helishka. yeah but the longer and longer i think on his on his backstory the more i wonder like how much of that is survival techniques like mm-hmm. was he as overwhelmed as villa was to some extent but like adapting and like just fitting in probably with the guidance of his second cousin the crown prince of sweden like is that the way that he found purpose mm-hmm. after what would inevitably be a like yawning enormous hole yeah that would be left by that tragic and sudden loss of a of of a parent Mm -hmm. yeah and so like i then then therefore can then backtrack and see how eric can defend august to Mm -hmm. wilhelm in episode two because he sat with a 16-year-old who was grieving the loss of his father. Yep. And was try and try and 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 took him under his wing and like tried to like figure things out. Mhm. And as much as like you can see self you can read selfish intentions into basically everything Wilhelm does. Sorry. Into basically everything August does with Vil- with Wilhelm. I, I've brought this up before, like, you can't, I, at least I can't help but see the ways that mirrors the ways that Eric probably helped August. For sure. And I can see a world in which August can convince himself he is helping. Mm-hmm. And he is giving Wilhelm the support that he needs that August thinks he needs in order to get through a rough time. And I don't think August like probably equates their situations right. like consciously in any way like that. But it's like at the very least, I do get him feeling like he owes Eric mm-hmm. and feeling like the status that he was taught to revel in, I think by the way he adapted at Halershka means that feeling that slipping away in the back of his mind as Mm -hmm. much as he doesn't want to think about it, he is going to hang on to the meaning that he has found in this place. Mm -hmm. For sure. With, With everything he has. Yeah. And so we said last episode, we totally get time perspective, but like, we can also understand like August has a serious emotional 
attachment to Ornas. Mm-hmm. Like, he was taught, he has been taught to value status probably before coming to Olerska, and now, but like, especially based on like his mom's different opinion, he probably really learned it at Halerska. Yeah. And you can get why sacrificing any part of that would be unthinkable, but you also get why that is a ridiculous statement. Yeah. Oozing with privilege. Right. Because what are you talking about? I have no money. My f- my family is broke. I have nothing left. At least that's how it's translated into in the English subtitles. Yeah. That first statement is technically correct. The second statement, technically correct. Saying you have nothing left is not incorrect. Not not true, but it is emotionally true because it's nothing he would be willing to part with. Yeah. So it's functionally the same to him. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like I don't I don't I don't state I haven't stated outright enough on this podcast, I think. Is that like as much as we can see the difference between just sell the fucking land and or art to get money and pay your fucking tuition, like that's a level of fundamental change to August's sense of self and his sense of self-worth that mm-hmm. he's not ready to do. Yeah. And we can understand that, but also, well, also still calling him an asshole. Yeah. That's the duality of man. <laughs> it's du- that's du- the duality of man. I guess any more little gripes with August? No, we pretty much covered them. Yeah? Yeah. Nothing else you want to get off your chest? We're probably going to talk about it a bit in Privilege Punishment and also probably Purple and Orange, but like, that's our last deep dive. No. Again. Alrighty. Here we go. My attempt at a conclusion. Uh, August continues to be an annoying menace, but now he's a menace with a full backstory. Yeah. His active decision to refuse the option that would solve all of his immediate problems out of a sense of pride and other stuff that I'm not, I wasn't being as fair with him in this conclusion as I was in this episode, but it's mostly, mostly pride. Mm-hmm. But that pride tied to a sense of self-worth um, is both so on brand and entirely insufferable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I can get it and still be mad. And that is what Young Rose has taught me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Are you ready? I am. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to keep up to date with when we release new episodes and other pod-related announcements, you can check out our Instagram at People Don't Talk About. Our next episode will be Fleece. It'll be a character complicated for Fleece. And with that, all that's left to say is, let's start a revolution. Let's start a revolution, baby. baby.